Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Spawncast episode 247. It's actually, this is going to be going up on Christmas, and we realized that this was like going to line up with, with a major holiday, so we figured we would pre-record during the week and just post something up uh, because we pretty much never miss the podcast either way. We'll pre-record it during the week, even if we're out of town at like too many games. And uh, big shout out to everyone for just coming by short notice during the week here. Let me go around. We got Sean, RGT85. Yo, how's it going? Have Sean. We got Miss Click. Hello. Got OJ Player Essence. Thanks for inviting me back on, dude. I really appreciate being back on. <laughs> I still have two other Lambos. It's all right. Yeah, I'm, I'm just. I just want to say thank you. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. I really do. Thank you. We got MVG. Yo, what's going on? Great to be here. Let's see. We got Max Dreamcast guy. Yo. And we got Evan. Yep. Okay, so not a lot's happening this week because it's Christmas. A lot of studios, publishers and stuff are on break. They probably won't be back until like after the new year anyway. Um, but I fear we would talk a little bit about some, some, some of our favorite Christmases from years past with some new consoles or games that we got uh, and, and just probably some random banter about Halo and some other things. Mm -hmm. So I think that's good. We have any Discord questions, Evan? I should ask you that We first. do have a small handful, oh, yeah. Let's start with one of those. Oh, this is a question for OJ. Is it worth replaying Xenoblade Chronicles X now, or should I wait for the likely Switch port that is probably coming at some point in oh, the near future? That's a damn good question. I think that it might be worth waiting because the Wii U version of the game, while it's good and it's kind of cool, it's kind of intrusive because you, if you want to play with a regular Pro Controller, you have to also play with the Wii U gamepad to do certain that's functions. Right. And if you wait, they'll probably make it to where they, you don't have to do something stupid like that. Tokyo Mirage Sessions also has the same issue on Wii U. And if you played it on the Switch, it was much, it's a much better game, in my opinion. Even though the map is cool and all that, but they force you to use two controllers if you want to use a pro controller. And the Wii U gamepad dies constantly in that game. And it's a big, long game. There's online multiplayer, and that thing just gets cooked. Uh, so you might want to wait. If you've already waited this long... Just go ahead and wait a little bit longer. <laughs> we'll see what I, happens. I expect actually a, a bunch of quality of life improvements for that game. Well, yeah, it, because it remember happens. it had those it had those texture packs because you have to download the HD texture pack so that it yep. would um it would it would go faster with rendering and stuff. I, honestly, that's my favorite Xenoblade game by far. So wow. I would yeah by far. Um, I would love to see that and I'll have that little tiny text too. Yeah, that, yeah. that was my issue. Yeah. But yeah, I, I did. I, I love that game. The scales and stuff, like, just so freaking cool. Okay. I, mean, I, I hope they do it. I hope it comes over. I think it'd be cool. Yeah. Another one, Evan? Uh, are, you more, are you more excited for the next uh, State of Play or Inside Xbox presentation? Mm, I mean, State of Play. State of Play. State I, think, right. play. State I feel like State of Play. play. Yeah, because I, like I feel like... release dates, right? We're probably going to start hearing yes. stuff, hopefully. Yep. Yeah, I mean, we already know when Starfield's coming out, and it seems like that's lined up as Microsoft's like big holiday game. It's like when is God of War coming out? You know, when's uh, so that's, and I think they're gonna have some other games too from Sony. And then of course we have to eventually see Silent Hill. So <laughs> really, you know, I, well, of <laughs> another year, another bullshit Silent Hill. <laughs> uh, you got another one, Evan? Do you Wendell think there will end. be a Nintendo <laughs> fold like the Galaxy fold, but for the Switch? Oh, no. oh, like, oh, okay. I feel like that's so expensive. That's way too expensive for it's them called to want to. You know what? Yeah. Open it the it. thing that's interesting about Nintendo is I would be shocked if they played around with the idea of folding screens for something. Because uh, that does sound like something Nintendo would do. That sounds very Nintendo. To, yeah, to, they did it with the DS. 
yeah, isn't it just the 3ds like version 2 no no like folding screens yeah, the, like the screen itself over. would fold i imagine they'd yes. probably have it at their r d and then they'd be like that's interesting how much would this cost the consumer and then they'd say the price and then they would move on <laughs> yeah because <laughs> that's what i mean that'd be something we probably wouldn't see for see for like 10 years or something when it gets cheap enough but like i could see nintendo doing some interesting things with the idea of folding up a screen at a right angle and like it, it's all one big screen that can uh basically be folded shut and uh, that could be something they might play around with like i if don't you, know man i mean like, I, I, I feel like i feel like if you give that to a kid they're just gonna snap it in half I like was gonna say, well, i feel like durability would be a hard yeah. thing to uh, mm -hmm. come by uh, well yeah but over fair. time the tech should get better but we'll just say but haven't we i thought we moved past this i i like this this flip screen shit with phones and video game consoles nope, like, oh they're back they do seem cool they're they're honestly yeah. one of the interesting things is when you open it up you have a bigger screen so if i click a youtube video on my screen it's cool to open it up and have like a, a almost an mm -hmm. ipad size thing i like the idea it'd be cool to have like a switch where i yeah. could play something game boy sized and open it up and it's switch sized it's never going to exist but i think it's a cool Crazy. idea only nope. flip screen thing i need is a 3ds the only vinyl i need mvg is the metal jesus rocks vinyl that might be that might be a little maybe maybe the maybe the folding screen might be a little out there i mean next thing you know they're gonna have people folding up cardboard and playing with the joy cons and all that uh, some people can't do that <laughs> I'm the only person who told you I pity those people it's your greatest video of all time by the way so. uh, let's, uh, we got another discord question Evan one awesome YouTuber said he won't give sports and racing games like Forza game of the year because all you do is just driving I'm curious to know others thoughts on this hmm. opinion interesting that's, that's, I think that's very close minded. Did somebody on this panel say yeah, that? that was I me. feel like <laughs> most of us were bringing that up, but it was more that they just wouldn't give it it because it's the uh, game awards. I, than think, right, 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 right. I think it depends on I how you give it to Madden it. either. Sorry, click. Sorry, to, but no, like, since that was about me, I, I said the same thing. I'm not going to give it to Madden. I'm hmm. not going to give it to, to NBA 2K. And those games have a ton of other stuff impl implemented in there. They have so much stuff. It's a sports game. It's a sports game. It, they've been doing these. They re repeatedly do these sports games. Yes, they add stuff. They add features. It plays great. I get that. But I'm not giving it to any sports game or any racing game. You know, what? that's just not me. You wouldn't give it to a Mario Kart, would, though? Would you not give it no, to a Call of Duty at all? I would give it to a Mario Kart. No, you give me Bayonetta versus Mario Kart. Mario Kart 8 came out in what, 2014? Bayonetta 2 came out in 2014. I was like, Bayonetta 2 is way better. By a considerable amount, I said Bayonetta 2 is a better game, you know? So, I, what? But what? Oh, go ahead, Click. No, I was going to say, I think it really depends on what your personal rubric for Game of the Year is. Oh, my sister's calling. sister's calling me. Oh, my um, God. My is is personal calls. My niece's I mean, birthday is on Christmas Eve tomorrow, so it's pretty cool. But, but I feel like. I think it's like the narrative kind of driven, yeah, yeah, the emotional, thing. the music with the soundtrack, you know, like having that all incorporated together. I think mm. people also associate because game, I know your favorite genre, Games for Impact, is like yes. a category. They tend to feature that. I think people automatically think within. So it's like if it makes them feel something um, or if it drives, you know, and evokes an emotion or like a common theme that people can get behind. 
behind um, and kind of rally behind characters or representation. Um, I think that's what people like, real, like a lot of people think of for game of the year versus just technological advancement, cool. things that it's pushing, you know, the gaming industry to do. And I think a lot of people, I think their minds are shifting a little bit. Things like uh, Forza. I know a lot of people are like, normally I wouldn't consider, you know, a racing game for like game of the year. But some people are like, it's just so um, like, it's just so far how like how far we've come that for me it is the game of the year and personally i'm kind of like with oj a little bit i, I want to kind of have that full kind of package including with a narrative um i don't think forza needs to have a narrative to be a complete mm. game whatsoever but i i think oftentimes that's kind of like the mindset we've been in for so long um as to what games get nominated so i am well, shocked and appalled <laughs> that we will not give a Mario Kart a potential game well, of the year. Would you, would you give it to a, would Why? You give it to a, would you give it to a fighting game? Well, since it, yes, yeah, my, thing is, like, my thing is like, like, like Bayonetta two. Bayonetta was nominated. Bayonetta two is a great what? game, and I loved it. But what did I play more? Did I play Bayonetta two or Mario Kart eight more? Is well, it based so, off of how much you play more? Well, no, but obviously, if I'm enjoying myself and I'm playing a game a ton and mm. it's adding in new things and new features into it, like I don't think I don't think a game of the year should just be for narrative driven games. Well, because I, I think I, fighting games should be in there too. If they're mm. like, you're going to tell me uh, Street Fighter Two wasn't one of the best games in '91? Like it that's was, crazy. But, but, I, but I feel yeah, like my thing is that games. story is that extra spice that them makes them. it. It makes it more of an emotional impact because I definitely loved the heck out of Forza. Like I thought Forza was great this year, but it's like if we had some sort of plot, some sort of motivation that would make me care more about it. Like it yep. makes me like project myself more into it, and it makes it more of a staying thing. Like mm. I think that's why I liked God of War twenty eighteen so much is the yeah. plot. Like the combat was great, the graphics were great, the directing was great, but that story is what sticks in my mind the most. I'm not thinking mm. about that axe two years later. I'm thinking about his like time where he almost touched Atreus's shoulder and then stops himself ah. like that's what sticks in my mind the most mm. so i feel like story makes it last longer yeah. and therefore people consider it harder I don't you know. want a story cool. read a goddamn book was i do cool. i read all <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean i kind of look at i almost look at some of these more technical racing games like fighting games i compare them very similarly so it's I mean, tough man that's some it also depends on the year reason too. my game of the year is animal crossing they're like the guy that tweeted out yesterday he's like i'm not gonna listen to some lady who thinks animal crossing was her game of the year bro animal crossing was not my game of the year do i well, think it deserves a nomination because we literally only played animal crossing during a worldwide pandemic i think that would be the factor that to me i could see why people would consider that the game of the yeah. year because it got them through a lot of tough times however for me personally animal crossing doesn't have the content or the scope or the impact for me yeah. personally it was also nate's game of the year because it took a whole year year for the game to actually get delivered to his house <laughs> animal crossing is a weird case i think you could make the case that it transcended games that year it really did it, it it was more like for people to cope with everything that was going on and help them through it so it you could too. yeah you could make that case for hey yeah this is the game of the year because it actually mm. blurred into the the, the lines of reality it was a fucked a up year. i just want to be yeah. really clear though like it was just my own personal i said that Forza should be nominated for Game of the Year. I already stated that on the the Spawncast beforehand. Yeah, sure, it deserves it. Other people, it can be Game of the Year. I just said my own personally, I would not put it there. Yeah. Uh, just because, like I said, sports and racing, it's just not... I mean, even fighting games have a story. I mean, there's Mortal Kombat has a fantastic story. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So even fighting games have great stories and can 
I mean, Smash Brothers isn't the story's not great, but it's there. Injustice. You know, Injustice. how do you like feel? Injustice. So, Injustice, yeah. hey, Forza has a story. You got to race around. Story's trash. You got to go fast, right? Story's hot garbage. What do you think of your white counterpart, White Keeley, giving his show the Overwatch in 2016 for Game of the Year? What about a competitive yeah. first-person shooter? I that was when I first got Overwatch, dude. I was like, what the hell is this? Because I, I did not look at the reviews. I just bought it, and I was expecting some type of story and experience, and oh, it was just man. freaking the same two modes okay. over and over. I was like, what the? F what is okay. this? I'm gonna say because I don't think we really were like interacting much back when Overwatch won. What was that? 2017? 2016. 2016. 2016. Yeah. Overwatch, I think, is one of those examples where they knew there is no story in the actual game well there's a lot of lore and story and and character development with within like interactions within the game but they built a whole cinematic universe around that mm. game they these they had like at least four or five or maybe even six different like full animated shorts to go yeah. with several, this world they did a lot of stories comic building. books yeah. yeah i watched them in a movie comic. theater i can't remember what what i went to but i went to some sort of event where they showed an hour-long thing of all Can the i ask a question with that though Wait, hold on. No, good. fuck you. I wanted to say something. Okay, go, go ahead. First. Go ahead. RG, no, you go, go first. Go first. I was just gonna. <laughs> I was just, ahead, I, I was a statement. Um, you know what? Also, you know what game also has a lot of characters with a lot of lore, side like stories. Mario, and Kart. Big Mario, Mario Kart Eight. Oh, God, gosh, look at all those go. stories there. You're so OJ. You're gonna say, can you cinematically put that shit in the game? I mean, that would be great if it True. could cinematically put it in the game so I can I see it. Is, I think that's the downfall, honestly, of what happened with Overwatch Two, other than Activision Blizzard literally being hell. Yeah. Um, and, and it makes me sad. Like I was so looking forward to it and like what they were showing off, they went into like a whole deep down, like basically a direct for overwatch at, at BlizzCon. And they were talking about all the things that changed. They have hundreds of cinematics. They were going to be adding in. Not only that, they're adding in a multiplayer casual mode where you're having skill trees and you can build the, the, the characters, how you want versus their predetermined kits and everything. So I think that the scope of what they were adding in, cause they were going to add that story in to the game for people to play besides just the competitive mode was a, a, a really ambitious endeavor for the game i think a lot of people were really excited some people who didn't even know what overwatch was they're just like oh it's an overwatch 2 it's like no this is the main campaign if you want to play and like see these characters however it just they keep delaying and keep delaying and i think it's because they bit off more they can chew plus people are leaving plus people mm -hmm. are literally rightfully so you know walking out and, yeah. and leadership is leaving like that the game is honestly phenomenal if you ever get it i don't know if you'd want to watch it at this point i wouldn't recommend it if you don't want to support them and that's fine but their cinematics and their comics are phenomenal and i love the world building and the characters and how they each represent different people from different parts across the world um that was something that hadn't been done before really um now we have other games that have really come out with representations from all over the world um different cultures and people like people actually get to learn things um about the world beyond them and i thought that was so cool um but again you know overwatch i think was a very special case and if you're not a competitive fps player it's not going to be a huge interest to you. And, you know, for some people, that is the contingency. And that's completely understandable. One final yeah. thing I'd like to say. Uh -huh. the, years two, the years 2003, the Spike Video Game Awards have oh, just gosh. begun, hosted by Jeff Keighley. Game of the year, Madden 2004. Yeah, that's... <laughs> 
Really? That's really bizarre. I mean, yeah. back then, at least those Maddens were innovative. I can say that. That'd be like the only redeeming quality. It was like, hey, Playmaker, you know, they were innovative. But after 2006, it pretty much went downhill. Well, I mean, I, I just want to quickly say this all comes down to personal tastes. The original oh, question from oh, Discord was basically about that. Like, I, I'm weird. I don't consider, uh, even though I know MVG loves it, I don't even consider Flight Sim to be a game. It's pretty much an interactive tech demo. Oh, it's so a it's game. like, it's a game. Not a game to me, baby. <laughs> it's a game, baby. It's like Pilot Wings. Come on, that's a game. So, uh, 2003, you say, Sean. So I'm oh. looking at 2003. We've got Knights of the Old Republic, Max yep. Payne 2, Prince mm -hmm. of Persia, Tony Hawk's Underground simpsons hidden run jack and daxter 2 enter the i mean there are so many much Wait, better games on, than madden. Madden yes yes madden won this, this might have to do year. a bit with the uh the network it was, was on say, yeah on spike final fantasy it's cops and sports clips baby because well, no, spike but spike they had some hold on let me go let me True crime beautiful what, joe was there a big Ooh. crack epidemic or something like, this year? like the next year san andreas one resident evil yeah. 4 elder scrolls 4 this is this was the only was anomaly the well there's one more anomaly but well, it's just a genre thing, that i hate right? yeah what genre uh, is that? that was the first year i wonder telltale uh, oh yeah, yeah yeah walking dead one in 2012 deserved deserved mm -hmm. it, telltale games are only good if you care about the story of what they're telling if you don't care like that's my thing like the batman one cool back to the future cool all wolf among us was okay um all the other stuff is just like if i don't care about the walking dead the game isn't gonna make me care about the walking it, dead it, you know it was me it made me care but that was my gateway drug but it's then i i didn't do back to the future or anything it's a little bit more of an intimate story within the walking dead kind of universe jurassic park had one Let's see. Yeah, I, I've never watched The Walking Dead. Yeah, I did. It was PC only, and I played it on my shitty netbook that I bought for like two hundred dollars because it would run, and I was so ecstatic. I think it came out in like two thousand. Uh, Jurassic, Jurassic Park. Park oh, wow, interesting. The fact that Madden won in two thousand three means that you know, game of the year is so fraudulent. It hasn't really changed since then because like the the takes are mostly bad. Honestly, <laughs> I love you, Jeff. Find the lie. It came out. It came out in 2011. The Jurassic Park game. It was okay. only on PC. Weird. Yeah. I yeah. Another... Give, I would have given it to Beautiful Joe, by the way. If it's oh no, I lied. It came out on consoles well, too. I feel. Like, I feel like back then, I feel like it's it's gotten a little bit better as time's gone on. But I feel like for a while, it was all about like games that had quote unquote realistic graphics games that constantly mm -hmm. that's true yeah pushing the genre like if it was creative and like cartoony or cell shaded like wind waker completely bashed because people wanted a realistic game then they brought up photorealism in 2006 with twilight princess and again that game was like oh this is so cool but it's still not completely realistic i remember people hating on it it's like it's a mix it's a mix between the cartoon and a mix, mix between the realistic nowadays people like praise it they're like oh it's ocarina of time but better and it's cool to see how time has evolved and and new games can come out and new art styles can evolve but back then it was very like hyper realistic which obviously i think people have realized now that just because it's realistic back then means it probably ages worse mm. over time oh, and yeah. the artistic yeah. fidelity doesn't hold up the same way i still can't believe i hated on wind waker for so many years Aww. literally years of no. life bashing that game i love that game when i love it no, I hated it because of the graphics when yep. it first came out. I, I was like, made, I was like what is this friends, bullshit? Me and all my friends literally would make fun of the game. We'd like open oh, up gaming man. magazines to go, here's the kids section, and then scroll past Wind Waker. Here's the adult games, and it's like, granted. Exactly. That was the thing. You got to think of the time frame. When did Wind Waker, what year did Wind Waker come out? Oh, 2002? 2002. 
Oh, three. Two or three. Oh, oh, three. Two or three. Okay, so I'm I'm 17 years old, a senior yeah. in high school, at my maximum degeneracy level. Okay, <laughs> like Wind Waker wasn't flying with the homies. Like, no, you couldn't. I you loved couldn't, it. Me and the homies, we all we I thought Wind Waker was dope. Well, you should have yeah. been playing Halo at the time. Yeah, was, so, yeah. We were, we were playing, playing Halo too. I was doing Halo tournaments. Yeah, so that's my thing. It's doing all the Halo tournaments, and then you also you see Link with cat eyes. That's literally what we kept what saying. Is, okay, so every every time we get like uh, every time we get like a fanboy comment in chat, I'll just think of you guys when you were. I was the game. Here. I was the GameCube. Yep. I was the GameCube guy. From, from what I remember, yeah. like only one who had it. <laughs> you know, Nintendo was messing around with like the silicon graphics machines at the time, yeah. and I was trying to get those realistic looking graphics, like what you saw in like Donkey Kong Country and stuff. Yeah. So everyone kind of felt like the next Zelda was going to be like photorealistic, and then they they went well, they cel shaded, it. and it kind of yeah, they did show it, and say. people were like, "What? What's this?" But like, I know I just felt like you know a lot of people were expecting photorealism, like you said, click, and and then when they went cel shade, which I, personally I thought it was amazing. I love the aesthetic mm. of, of Wind Waker, but it it kind of threw some people off. But the game's a masterpiece in my opinion. It's one of the yeah. best games ever. So good. Sure. Mm -hmm. Got a another Discord question, Evan? Okay. When might we see Monolith Soft's ambitious new RPG? We have only seen concept art thus far. Oh, I mean, probably next year. Next year. I've been covering this quite a bit, yeah. maybe, maybe a bit more. Um, and we don't even know if that is a new actual game. That could be a Xenoblade game. And they could yeah. have just been that they adapted it to something else. It really could be because we just don't know at this point. The rumors coming out that it's Xeno, like there's a new Xenoblade game that it's going to be Xeno. There's about the new IP that could have been canned a long time ago, or that could have just been a front for something else that they're going to do, or they're going to adapt Xenoblade into something completely different. So we just, we just don't know what it is, to be honest. I mean, they're running out of time, so they, they basically have to show it soon. Otherwise, they're going to be on the next Switch at this point. I think their next game will be announced. You know, there's yeah. plenty of rumors. I think it's going to be like John said. I think it's going to be 2022. They're going to show something. I mean, it was it was rumored to be a, a revealed this year at some point, and it didn't happen. So, yeah, yeah. yeah Zeno three was rumored. Zeno three was rumored to be this year, but we'll see. Uh, we'll see what actually happens. We'll see what happens next year. Okay. We, had a, we had a lot we, of Zeno questions. Uh, did, were you talking about really? her this week on OJ? Like. Why is Xenoblade Chronicles 2 out of print? The Were you super chatting, OJ? Yeah, is this you? Is this all you? <laughs> the prices on these games are ridiculous right now. So. Oh, yeah. What, what are they up to now? Xenoblade Chronicles 2 and then uh, Torna. Torna is higher than 2. Um, so Torna is like 200. Oh. Ooh. 200 plus wow. for Torna. For new, sealed. Sealed. Used or European copy. You can get it for cheaper. Um, and I think Xenoblade 2, I think that people have been, been able to get it for like 80, 90, maybe a hundred dollars for Xenoblade wow. 2. Special editions maybe a bit more, maybe a bit higher for the special edition. The reason why is because Nintendo's not reprinting it. And because um, Py Pyra and Mithra. Pyra and Mithra got into Super Smash Brothers and people wanted to like, true. well, who the hell is Pyra and Mithra? And we had like multiple people, even like pro Smash players who never knew who Pyra and Mithra were and started playing Xenoblade 2. But the game was already out of print. That that game sat there dusty on store shelves for years. And all of them were just, you know, the last time that I saw it was like 2019, maybe? 28. It's, it's been a while, but the game came out the launch year of the Switch. So they were just sitting there. Everyone that wanted one bought, bought it. I bought a copy of Torna for $25. You know, well, now so, we know the, the strategy for when three comes out, buy like three copies. There you go. <laughs> Stock up. Two copies of Definitive Edition because they're not going to reprint Definitive Edition. So mm. um, they just make they make an initial print run. People always just take their sweet time buying it. And then 
four or five years later, people were like, hey, where's where's it at? Reprint it. And Nintendo's like, nah, you want to buy it digital. Yeah, I do that. I'm so, real dumb about that. Where a game comes out and I like it, and then I'm like, cool. And then I just forget to ever grab the good physical versions. Yeah, I get yeah. concerned about that with certain like JRPGs and stuff. Like if yeah. I don't get it physically, I, I need to grab it soon after if it goes on sale. Like Tales of Arise is when I got digitally, and then I saw it go down in a uh, price for like Black Friday and stuff physically, and I picked one of those up. I think it was like sealed for 25 bucks. So yeah, yeah, it's always good bet to probably just pick up those RPGs. But that's the reason why Nintendo won't reprint it. I mean, it's it's you can talk about the tactics in terms of things, how they do it, because they want people to buy it digital to make more money off the digital copy. So, I mean, mm-hmm. that's just really what it comes down to. <clears throat> yeah. OK, then we got we have more. Yeah, we've got a few more. Would you guys consider okay. making a series called Spawncast Plays the cast? play competitive or just cooperative or whatever we, we, play, it. we, play, enough, we play enough halo at this we point we played halo yeah. the, the other night and it was a blast i'll have to turn my microphone off yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the problem that, that was that was the thing my buddy no, my buddies were really like yo funny. when are you gonna stream halo with your with the people on your cast and i was like we talk Never. a lot of shit so yeah <laughs> no my favorite, the best sean's my so funny part, on there. bro i have a clip someone took a little time before last time we played and sean just sounds like a drowning cat he's just like do you want to you want to see yeah you want to hear what sean sounds like over to clicks channel is it do you, are your streams archived yeah they're archived yeah watch the i'm trying to remember what night that was where we played sean is, is hilarious to listen to because that was the night of the over. amazon rainforest <laughs> if anyone if anyone uh if anyone matches up with sean just kill him and teabag him. No, please, I did seriously. <laughs> From this point forward, on site. We were playing the other night, and somebody somebody killed Sean. And then we first hear, "I think this motherfucker's trying to teabag me." Oh, he's just crouching. No, that was a teabag. He like whiplash his anger. Yeah. Fun times. <laughs> I hate that. It drives me nuts. Great. Now everyone's gonna do it because they know you hate it. Since they yeah. know you hate it, they're gonna I, do it. In the back of my mind, I feel that way. Like, anyways, like when I'm playing, it's just against randoms, and I'm like, hmm, maybe, maybe you recognize me. <laughs> yeah, if you want to see shot, yeah, go listen to Click Stream. I'm trying to remember which one that was. It's like a week or two ago, oh my God. but it was really funny. <laughs> we, I thought about that, like a, like a channel where we have like video clips up of us playing these games, because like when we did Halo and the other night we we're pl- last night we we're playing, and we like hid in the vents. That was the best. That was the best. Like on the Spawncast Clips channel, you could probably just yeah, we can use that up on there. Maybe let's, one of these let's set the scene for this epic. Oh though. gosh! All right, yeah, go ahead. Set the scene. So it's it's me, Spawn, MVG, and Rando, and there's on the um the desert city map. Uh, I don't know the names of any bizarre. Of the maps, I believe is what you're talking bizarre, about. Yeah. So in the bazaar, there's a there's a vent system in the far corner, like where the um, rocket launcher spawns, and you could go in there. We learned about it two days ago when we saw yeah. another team doing it. Yeah, we a guy like, was hiding in there all night. Yeah, That's so we were so like, huh? And so we're playing a random game, and someone jumped into it, and then. Um, I think MVG MVG was hiding in it a bunch. So me and Spawn Wave went in there, and then our teammate randomly comes in there. We sat there and hid literally for like six or seven minutes, and the other team was freaking. You can hear him shooting shit. One guy ends up finding us, so Spawn Wave kills him, and then we all run out there. And I find two guys in the center of the map just crouched, like moving very slowly, so they don't pop up on radar because that's what they thought we were doing. We were literally just hiding in that vent, and it, it was the best. It was the best. It was, I was dying it was laughing. Really funny, they would walk up 
walk past the vent and then kind of stop and then keep going because we see him on the radar and is so and, yeah it was like six minutes like yeah that's, like, like, like that's no exaggeration grab a snack and come back yeah we we're winning we we're up by like say, five or something yeah, yeah. And, and then we ended up winning by like 16 or something after that so it is we surprised them and got a free like four kills because they, they didn't see any of that coming it was it was really funny though shout out to the rando teammate for doing it with us too he was a trooper yeah he we just been out there by himself he figured well, it out when we were uh, doing capture the flag on there and the vent, the vent connects and there's like a drop down to the basement. And so we started having like MVG in the, it's at the bottom in the basement. So if somebody tried to take the flag in the vent, we could flush him down. Oh God. It was, oh, yeah. The tactical vents was, was hilarious that other night. Now we just do one big, big team and just record clips of it. If it yeah. worked. Yeah. Right. It's been so yeah. flaky lately. Bro. That's so dumb. We did technically do a video once. Remember when we all played Sea of Thieves together? That was a long time ago. Yeah, mm -hmm. I showed you how to blow up a ship from below. Yeah, mm -hmm. Halo is funny because we we'll just you just hear Sean randomly yell at something. So I feel like I could cut that up really well. And just have random Sean rage moments. <laughs> That'd be so good. Uh, yeah, that well, yeah, maybe we'll play around with that idea. That could be fun. Just have to figure out a way to record it and like put it together correctly. Yeah, we'd either all have to record our own angle or just record one person's angle and edit it or who knows. Yeah. I just have to make sure that, like the audio comes through and all that. Mm -hmm. So Alright, Evan, you got any others? After seeing games like Cyberpunk and the GTA trilogy, is it okay to be worried about games like Guardians of the Galaxy, Halo Infinite, Horizon Forbidden West, and other big AAA games on the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One consoles? Mm. Well, I mean uh I think it's okay to be worried, but I mean, I also feel like um, most games, you know, when they get launched, they they come through pretty well. You know, I, I would I, I would still consider Cyberpunk like the exception rather than the rule, right? We're talking about the the yeah. RPG nominee of the year, game right? of the year, yeah. Okay, sure well, well. Well. Yeah. that completely changes my answer. Then <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I, I'm not a fan of like though worrying before the release of a game like that like if it comes out and it and it's not good or then okay then we, we evaluate you watch dreamcast guys review you watch rgt you just you do it then but worrying beforehand like i, I don't know about all that just wait or two. Don't yeah just wait till it comes one. out you know wait till and if it, if it sucks then okay then go play something else i get it because like if you're highly anticipating a game but I, I don't know about this worrying because of something else it's not even the same developer like that's not i don't think that's fair i think well, it's I think it's tough if you have things like collector's editions and stuff to where it's like uh, you might be excited for something mm. and then you want to get like the bundle ahead of time. That's how they get try to get you to FOMO in when they got That's the nice collector's tough. edition. Get those nice the weapon style. skins a day early. It's great. Yeah. At least look at, the, look at the gameplay. I mean, look at the gameplay and from there judge whether you think it's going to be good. Cyberpunk didn't show us anything. Yeah, so but, there was already red flags and Sean called it out beforehand. You know what I'm saying? So you can usually call out stuff beforehand. But, I always make the, sure that I look at the game. I, I never buy crappy games. That's why I don't ever play shitty games because I always look at the gameplay before I, you know, I get into it. So, but the thing is always, even before release, the gameplay that they show you can be very curated. So it does like, come like down aliens, to colonial Marines, yeah, it, aliens. They got but super, you can, but, you can call it, but you can call that out though. People not, easily call that not, out. Not always, not always. I think the colonial Marines was the big one that yeah, they, yeah. that no one knew until sued. day of, because and then that was their, a problem. Their gameplay was so heavily edited and so scripted that it looked so great and then you play it and it's like this janky mess and the aliens don't even work. Or if they don't give out review codes, like then it's basically like, yeah. well, someone has to buy this to figure it out. Yeah. I, I feel like if anything, though, that will continue. Um, if not, end up getting worse. Like, I think there's a, 
a, I think there's a there's stuff going on like with the industry right now where they feel like if they can kind of script or as you said curate experiences for people to make it seem organic like that's you know really kind of how we should be wary and, and maybe do your due diligence and again not be a victim of, of FOMO or whatever um much like there's brands right now that are literally getting exposed all over Twitter because they're taking advantage of content creators and streamers basically being like hey we'll allow you to be like a partner with our program however we're gonna you we have like full rights past previous and future to your likeness and everything that you post we're not going to pay you a single dime we'll put you in a super bowl ad and we're never going to give you a penny of it you'll never see it but you're a partner so yay but this is in the mm. fine print so mm -hmm. i feel like it's it's kind of like th th they tend to i think people are just going to have to be more um kind of um informed when you go to make these purchases or you know if you're a content creator like making certain deals or signing certain contracts and there's nothing wrong with that it just it kind of sucks that i feel like they're taking advantage of your excitement um and like if you just are blindly buying things you know you could end up regretting it so it's, it's up to you how much it's worth to waste the 60 or if it's a special edition like 100 plus dollars well my my thought is and i've seen other people say this we're in a weird space now where like it feels like for video games half of it is the hype before the game comes out yeah. and then half of it is finally playing the experience and i yeah. feel like so many people now are getting so skeptical of projects before they come out they're sort of tainting the enjoyment so it makes it where like get excited for stuff be happy look at trailers watch people reacting to it stuff like that and then if it comes out and it sucks okay it doesn't mean that your hype was fake it just means you yeah. got excited for a bad project like don't don't try and pee in your own cereal i like that that's good um, speaking Why would of you pee in your own cereal sp speaking of know, cereal seems like something that nobody, like, who would do that I my history teacher used to say that don't pee in your cereal i i don't know if he had a I, I heard or what. don't don't shit where you sleep but you know, sometimes people pee in their yeah. shit. I have no idea what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, what's it? What do you say? Yeah, so East Coast, East we, Coast. That's an East Coast thing. That must be weird. Weird. I guess segue. What's your favorite cereal mascot? <laughs> <laughs> I have a giant Lucky Charms. What's the stupid leprechaun from Lucky Charms? I think his name's Lucky. Lucky. Yeah. Somebody. Lucky. I had a huge house party and somebody left it downstairs, and I just had Lucky the Lucky Charms guy downstairs for years. Nice. Now. Lucky Charms. Like Captain dude. Crunch. Yeah, that crazy captain from yeah, he was he was kind of od. What about the, you know, the cookie the cookie crisp the cookie yeah. cookie crisp? Yeah, that guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Dude, I still eat cookie crisp. What about it's Fruit Loops? Sam. Yeah, the Fruit Loops. Yeah. Toucan oh Sam. yeah, Toucan Sam. Toucan Sam. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You remember the, the rice Rice Krispies had those three brothers, yep. and then snap crackle, uh, crackle and pop. Yeah, and then yes. what about the sugar smacks frog? Oh yeah, the, yeah, sugar smacks Tony frog. The oh, no. Or the or the golden crisp bear. I liked him, but I had a bad experience with um, with uh, golden, with sugar crisp cereal. No, I was a little kid and I ate it and I threw up. And uh, so ever since then, like it's in my it. like burnt. Like I can't, I can't mm. like smell it. Like it drives me nuts. John, I want to hear yours. I got, I got to hear what John has to say on this. For for mascots, yeah, uh, I go with the the tricks rabbit. Okay, tricks rabbit. Yeah. Tricks kind of tasted kind of weird. But it looked cool, and all the kids yeah. talked about it, so you yep. wanted it. But it, 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 it I don't think it was then. the best. <laughs> it was big back then. Yeah. It was. It was. Tricks was huge. Yeah, oh, that dude. There it is. I was always a fan of Notre Dame but football, so I liked that guy. Because <laughs> like, I was I, like Notre Dame Fighting Irish. He looks like the mascot. I like that guy. Give I still love charm. Tricks. And my mom would always, you know what my mom would do? My mom would always be like, no, we're not buying all the brand stuff because that stuff costs too much. You're buying like the big bags. Bit. 
Yeah, the big malto meal ones. We didn't get the brand name stuff. That was yeah, you, gotta, you gotta go to the bottom shelf, and it's like, okay, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> My parents were like, it's the same thing. It tastes the same. I'm like, yeah. true, but there's I, a leprechaun on that shit. Yeah. My mom and he's looking was straight at me. I have no idea why, and this is going to sound crazy. My mom was afraid of milk, so we weren't allowed to have cereal, or if I did eat hmm. cereal, I wasn't allowed to drink milk. So I, I all cereal as a kid kind of tasted bad. No, dry cereal tastes... Dry cereal good? I'm okay with it now, but at the time, because we got the worst, like, fucking Raisin Brand. I hate Raisin Brand, so dry Raisin, raisin Brand. Actually, you don't like Raisin, raisin brand. brand? I love no. Raisin Brand. You usually sprinkle some good. cinnamon in it. It's so good. Maybe as a kid, no. no. You ever had Raisin Brand Crunch? You remember oh, that commercial for Raisin Brand Crunch? No. Raisin Brand Crunch, buy me some, Mom! It was like two, <laughs> like, 30-year-old dudes that were trying to come up with a commercial for it, and that was, like, the idea they came up with. It was great. It's been a New York special, New York Knicks special. Get out of here. <laughs> Coming back. Uh, nice. You got it, Evan. Uh, question for John and Evan. How long does it take to make a newsway from start to finish? Uh, let's see. Man, for me, it's about uh, two hours for my side of things. You got what? Uh, most of the day. <laughs> Just getting compiling info. Yeah, so probably from like... 12 to it's probably like so in total it's probably like eight or nine hours overall <laughs> from start to finish technically but it's not like continuous it's like looking through stuff and then coming back to it and yeah so it's it's, it's a good chunk of the day yep. and then uh, i got one guy asking if i've played a game called ready or not uh i've watched it ready or not here, here I, I come it's like it's like a swat yeah. team it's like a SWAT team simulation game, similar to GTFO, but like I can barely find a group for that. So, <laughs> okay. Is that, is that everything, Evan? That is everything. Okay, so it's Christmas. I figure we talk about some of our uh, our Christmas memories, video game related memories, stuff you got on Christmas or around then from family members or whoever. Uh, I'm sure it's uh, dating back. Of course, you go back to NES, Super Nintendo, Genesis, places wherever. What do, we, what do we got? What would be one of your favorite memories from Christmas with getting a, a game or system? I uh, I didn't get a lot of, we just didn't have a lot of Christmases, broken family, blah, blah, blah. But there was this time where uh, for some reason my dad had saved up all year long and he said, uh, I'm going to drive you to, it's Disney World in Florida, right? Yeah. 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 So he said, I'm going to drive you to Disney World for Christmas. Uh, so we drove to Disney World as me and my little brother and uh, we got there and we uh, like went to Disney World and it was just a crazy experience. And then dad, uh, I think I was like eight, uh, eight or nine. And my dad was like, hey, Santa's not going to be able to find us. We're not at home. Maybe maybe Santa will have left us something when we go back. And I'm probably on that verge where I'm not quite believing in Santa at the time. Uh, but then that night I would go to sleep in the hotel and I woke up and dad had somehow built a big Christmas tree while I was asleep uh, and he put this huge box and it had uh game boy, the old original brick game uh. boy, which had come out a couple of years before that it had a killer instinct. It had a link cable. Dude, killer had, instinct on the game boy was legit. I know it, uh, it has something else. And then uh, I think, and then like three or four months later, he bought me Pokemon. And uh, uh. so we used to, uh, I think it was two. It was two Game Boys. So it was me and my brother, and we used to link cable, fight each Aww. other, and Killer Instinct, and then trade Pokemon. And it was like this, like 
it felt like magic like legitimately i think it's part of the reason i'm so in love with game boy is because it felt like this thing that should not exist and i was like santa's fucking real it was awesome <laughs> nice i've got a, i've got one i mean not as not as i guess um as cool as that story but i got a playstation one for christmas in i think it was 97 uh, my dates could be a little okay. wrong but it also came with Final Fantasy VII, uh, which I, yeah. dude, I, I wasn't yeah. ready. I wasn't ready. Yeah. Right? I mean, I, a memory I, card with that thing too. Yep, yep. Yeah. Okay. So I, I wanted, I, my I wanted the PS One and Final Fantasy. I, I got it. Um, yeah. and uh, man, I was not ready because I, I was Magical. coming from the, I was coming from the N sixty four, which I, I love, as you guys know, yeah. is one of the best systems ever, better than the GameCube. <laughs> um, but this was just something else. Playing FF seven, uh, I will never forget it. it I do. I played. I played that game like for three days straight until I beat it. I, was, mm. I just loved it. Absolutely loved it. So I think for me, every time I think about Christmas and video games, it's always, it's always that one, that Christmas when I got my PS1. It was the it was the best. Yeah, I thought it was weird at the time because you go from like the cartridges to the discs, and uh, that was I know he had it on like a Sega CD, but like not a lot of people even had the. Well, the, the other Sega thing CD, is really Final so, Fantasy. So I lived in Australia at the time, obviously, and mm. and there was. I think it was the first ever PAL FF game that ever released in Australia. So before oh. that, I'd have to import like FF3 and, and whatever from for the Super Famicom or Super yeah. NES. So this was the first kind of localized release of the game in Australia. So it was kind of a real, it was a big deal when it came out um, and it was, it was amazing. Yeah, I didn't get every year I'd get like a different game system or games for the most part is what I'd asked for. I got a PS one, the slim PS one, and I got a uh, Tony Hawk pro skater two with it. And that was like my, big that was, that was good. That was that was great. Really yeah. Good. That was yeah. good, dude. Yep. Yep. Cause my, my neighbor had it like, and we played all the time and finally I got my own like system with that. And that was good. But uh, no, definitely at the time, the one I remember the font, probably the 64, I will say that. Cause I was at that perfect age where you get it. And uh, you get that Pokemon stat, Mario 64, and it was just, it was on after that. But I got it, and I, none of the TVs in our house had the, the AV in. Hmm. Yep. So I couldn't even play it on Christmas Day. I had to go, the, we had to go oh, the next day to no. get the, the RF adapter Because I was confused. I was like, hold on, my Super Nintendo, like, we had the, you know, the one that has, like, mm -hmm. the pin that you plug in the back, and then it runs over and screws in the cable jack. Like, yeah. why doesn't the 64 have this? Uh, so we, we had to seriously wait until the next day because nothing in our house used that, that must have been that's terrible. how long ago this was it must have been terrible as a kid you're just like dude this sucks yeah we had like two tvs in the house i think and neither of them used it and the vcrs we had didn't have those either so oh, no. yeah that's how, that's how long ago it was, it was, it was a i remember but, those days you, you'd plug your console into your vcr and yep. then turn the vcr on yep yep it'd become right. an input it used to it used to darken the image. I remember like a lot of times cheaper VCRs would make everything look slightly washed out. And then later when I started direct connecting to TVs, I was like, wow, these games are really colorful and vibrant. I didn't notice. The yeah, year was nineteen ninety-five. <laughs> oh, I also got Lego Racers, which by the way, underrated N64 game. Go ahead, Sean. <laughs> There's a snowfall on the ground. I was asked what I wanted Santa to bring me. Didn't really believe at the time, but I knew somebody would buy me something. <laughs> there was three systems available on the marketplace. We had the Sony PlayStation, Sega Saturn, and one outlier. I was the man who picked the outlier. I remember going to KB Toys in Newtown 
and they had a display for this system. I'd pick up the brochure. I'd read the brochure over and over again because this is the system that I wanted. On a Christmas morning of 1995, my biological father handed me a package. I opened it, and it was the Virtual Boy. The greatest Hell decision yeah. I ever made. <laughs> Love that system to death. It, it, it was Went so cool. I don't care what anyone says. I had my Mario Tennis, and I would sit there, and I'd play it for hours because it was cool, and it was looked cool. And then my cousin got one, and my uncle played games, so he bought Tellero Boxer, and then he let yep. me borrow Tellero Boxer. And I was like, this is a great when – when you'd get knocked out and the screen yeah. would crack. crack. And then, yeah. yeah, so cool. And then granted, they stopped making games for it. But I still, I actually, that is the oldest thing that I still own is my original Virtual Boy still. It still works? Yep. Wow. Super random. I just want to throw this out here. So I got a Nintendo, I I got a Virtual Boy way after they failed. They were on a discount rack and my dad bought me one and I started playing it for a bit. And uh, I had it for a year and I had most of the games for it. And I can't remember why, but I thought ghosts were talking to me through my Virtual Boy. And I got so afraid of it. In the middle of the night, I dug a hole out back and I threw my Virtual Boy into it. So I feel like uh, if I ever went to my childhood home, I bet I could dig up my original Virtual Boy. That sounds like a YouTube video. That's a fucking I mean, I know the address. I have the, my childhood address memorized. I have thought about going there and be like, hey, can you I should, check your backyard for a virtual boy? You should totally do that. How far well, away I, is it? I buried, Not only did I bury it, I buried it in a big wooden box with my name written on it. Mm. So I could actually prove it's my virtual boy. Yeah, if I, How, like, is it close to where yeah, you live now? It's like 30 minutes from where I'm at right now. Dude, oh, you got it. Why would you, you write your name on it? Let the ghost like, know hey, who you I are. I used to live in this house. When I was a I, kid, I buried I something in the backyard. Would you mind? And I'm sure they would not. They might look at and be like, hold on. What'd you bury? Also, so the, the house still exists, too. I looked it up on Google Maps. My original house still exists, too. So, yeah, I have thought about it. But I'm, I don't know. I'm also kind of shy. Maybe if I hired a camera crew or some, or some friends to go with me, I'd probably do it. I'm afraid of going by myself. Have what your housemate go with you. I know, yeah. I'll th- maybe at some point. Yeah, I'm thinking about, so I'm you thinking about doing that. Be seen or heard from well, again. So, so my thought is to do that as a Halloween special, like next year or something. Just to do go it. There, finding my haunted virtual boy. I'm gonna fucking mm. bother you all of 2022 <laughs> to remind you about this. I don't forget. I'll things. dig that baby right? up. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I I do have one Christmas or two, but the N64 and the Super Nintendo, nothing crazy. My dad, he was kind of like a hard ass at times, you know, and like he raised us pretty strict. So whenever we got something, it was pretty cool. Um, that, so it was just dope to get a Super Nintendo that back in the day. Because when you're a kid, you can't get any of this stuff. And yeah, you yeah. And, and, and cross your fingers for like Christmas or something yeah. to come around. So I remember it was Super Nintendo was dope because I remember just waking up in the morning and there was Super Mario World and the Super Nintendo. And my brother was like. <laughs> Especially <laughs> Yeah, like we're, we we get you know you get older you get jaded from that uh that feeling and Max is right when you get something yeah. like a new system and you're yeah. like 10 11 12 it feels like magic you oh, know yeah. even then it feels like it's like this magical thing that yeah. you now own and it's and like especially if it's a handheld at the time like you had that Game Boy Max you got like a Game Boy Advance or a DS and all of a sudden was, some of these it games was just like so right cool there, like the Super, like you saw the commercials remember the Super Mario World commercials were those not the Mario, greatest yeah. commercials the Mario, they were the best. yeah yeah. Oh my gosh, they were so good. And like coming off of Mario 3 and with like the wizard and everything like that, because that was 1990 was the wizard. I remember seeing that movie and thinking Fred Savage is like, I want to turn into him. Um, and then also, and then like after that, you had, had like Super Mario World, you know, like, oh man. And then N64 was dope too. 
I remember just getting the N64 and just being blown away by how much inferior it was to the GameCube when I got that later uh, down the line. <laughs> just being so... <laughs> Those Super Nintendo commercials were just so good, though, that it was yeah. like, yeah. hey, I got to get a fucking Sega Genesis. Did anyone get the... Did, I, did anyone get the, like, the special edition N64s? Everyone just get the standard, like, black... I have the gold, golden eye one. Um, with oh, the gold controllers. No, but like for but like for Christmas. Like oh, when no, you I didn't get one. I didn't get mine for Christmas of because uh, what, what was that ninety six Christmas in ninety six. It came out ninety six, yeah. But I think ninety seven so, is when it was. I got it in ninety eight. I got it two years yeah. later. Summer <laughs> of ninety seven. My grandparents came down because we were living in North Carolina. And they came down to visit me, and like. I don't know. Maybe I had a good school year the previous year or something. And my parents were like, we'll buy it. We'll, you know, we'll get you an N64. Grandma and grandpa will throw in on it and you can get one game. And I remember there was a Best Buy that had one in stock because my dad had called. And he was like, get in the car. So like we all pile in the car and like drove over to Best Buy. And I got that in Turok. Turok was the yeah. game I had. To when you walked into and Best Buy, do you remember this for the 64 looking up? And they had they had hung nine crt tvs to make one big yes. picture yes. and you walk in and they'd have nintendo they'd have mario 64 whoever's playing the kiosk it would yes. be showing up there okay I, that's I, not just me i swear no no no, 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 no. That. That, that, yes that no that's 100 okay. accurate because they used okay. to hang all sorts you would walk into best buy and there'd be like huge just displays just months <laughs> like who crafted yeah. this who created this what god of the universe made An this abomination shit? like it's gotta, yeah it's gotta weigh so much though because it was like nine like 32 inch CRT, yes. like the biggest ones you could find, all hanging up there making one even bigger screen. I, and I only saw it once. I only saw it once and it was Dreamcast. I walked into a Best Buy because I feel like in the bad part of town, they just didn't do that much, but we were on the good part of town and I went there and they set that up and it was Echo the Dolphin. And mm. literally the graphics were so good. I thought it was like a nature documentary, which I know is the cliche, but like to my childlike brain, it really was like, oh my God, like this is, this is real. <laughs> So you got the 64, Sean? Yeah, I got the 64, and I ran into the same problem you did um, yep. with yep. Uh, with the cables. Now, the downstairs TV had it, but the mm. TV I had in my room, which was a 13-inch TV, where you had to smack the top of it because, like, yeah. there was a weird drooping line that would come down. It didn't have it, so I had to wait. Like, I, I would, they let me play, like, 30 minutes or an hour, and then they'd be like, all right, get the fuck off the TV. So, like, I had to wait till I got a uh, RF adapter. Yep, yep. All right, like, let's let's hear how old we all are. What? Let's hear how old how old the rest of us are. No. When she was younger think... and got the 3ds. I got the Switch. I got the Switch. No, my parents. I fucking hate you guys. My my parents. My dad. Like my parents had like um. They constantly tease me and they talk about how like they had. My mom's like, oh, one of my favorite things was like the Atari, but I didn't like how much time we were spending on it. So I sold it at like a garage sale and then I gave one to your cousins. So, like we didn't have home consoles growing up. Um, my dad would take us to the arcade. Like that was our mm. thing. Um, okay. So I think it was um, a couple of my neighbors because my neighbor had a lot of kids and two of my neighbors um, had 64s and I would not shut up about it. Like we would always just play Donkey Kong 64 and and, uh, you know, Ocarina of Time and stuff. And um actually not an awkward time uh but the, the uh it was i think it was like the day or two before christmas i was with my mom christmas shopping for our siblings um and she's like go to the fish section because we had an aquarium she's like go look at the fish and see if there's any that you'd want to bring home for the aquarium 
and uh, i was like okay okay and i didn't know she went to the other side of the super walmart and she went and she's like asking the video game you know people like okay so i have three kids like are there any that three kids can play at the same time i don't want them like rotating because you know most most consoles were two mm -hmm. players um and she's like is there one that you can play like more and they're like yeah the nintendo gamecube and so she went and bought that that same day while i was on the other side of the store and i just remember like being the first kid in the neighborhood at gamecube and then after that two three of my other neighbors each got gamecube so we were a gamecube neighborhood xbox wasn't a thing we had playstations and gamecubes and I just remember like opening it on Christmas and just, yeah, it was magical losing my mind. Mm. Um, and it was also the edition that had been coming with the, uh, the Zelda collector's edition. Ooh, nice. Oh, nice. Wow. Yeah. She had gotten a uh, Mario party five, I think was the one that she chose to get for the GameCube. And I remember we just played that with like the whole family, mm -hmm. um, on Christmas day. And then when everybody got tired of it, I like, remember like seeing a commercial for wind waker, uh, Wind Waker commercials were starting to come out at the time and you know it's like the cute like Zelda's talking like this and it's showing you know a little cartoon boy and I was like kind of looks dumb I'm not gonna lie and then when I saw the cartridge or when I saw the the, the case for the game I was like uh this is the commercial um and it had the demo for Wind Waker it wasn't the full oh, game yep. it was only the 20 minute demo and I remember like booting it up and it throws me into the dungeon of Dragon Roost Island. And my mom comes in and she's like, this is violent. I don't like this. She's like, let me try. So she's like trying to control him and getting hit and is, is getting mad. And uh, she's like, whatever, you can play it, I guess. I remember just sitting there like by myself. My sisters are playing with their other presents. And I just remember like it was like me like figuring out like you have to light two torches and then the treasure chest you know appears like that's very zelda logic but like you just don't know it the first time you play zelda um and i remember ever since then just like scrolling through all the different zelda games on that disc on christmas day and then seeing link on opona for ocarina of time and then being like i am obsessed with horses i'm a freaking weirdo i want to play this one um, and that was like by far like the best Christmas because like what little girl isn't obsessed with the horses? <laughs> You're not a weirdo for that. My daughter loves horses. I don't know. I think it probably depends on where you come from because like where I lived, like horses and ranches and stuff like aren't oh, very okay. common. Okay, you know? it's very common so, around here. So yeah, it's, it's not, California. Like, like every little girl loves. No, it's like horses Tampa, Florida. And, like yeah. you have to you have to go to a specific place to go on like a trail ride, and they mm. take you through the mangroves and stuff and through the the Gulf, which is really pretty. But again, it's like it's a very niche thing. So if you were like considered a horse girl, you know, like weird. But, I hate yeah. horses. I, Sean, I want to say, Sean, you were talking about your broke ass TV. I used to, uh, I used to live next to this guy named Josh, and Josh had a TV. Like he was the only kid in the whole neighborhood that had a uh, a PlayStation. So you'd go over to his house to play Twisted Metal, mm -hmm. and the screen would vibrate slightly. So while you're playing it, the screen would move back and forth by about centimeter. And when you first watch it, it would really hurt your eyes. And Josh would always just sit down and go, "You get used to it in about an hour," and you did. So we used to play thousands of hours of this vibrating screen. Oh, and oh my. <laughs> had like the knob that you would just like yeah, turn. Yeah, yeah. 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 That. and like the bottom knob was a switch between color or black and white yeah oh, and that, oh, was, oh. that was that was when i had the nintendo and super nintendo though so super that was nintendo, even yeah. before that the, the oh, thing of it was is people have all these nostalgic 
you know things for crt tvs you got to remember those sony wegas and shit that you're buying now the the ones that still work those were top of the line oh, shit yeah those, we weren't man. touching that yeah no. you weren't touching that like the crts we had were shit boxes that's yeah. why i'm kind of like you want to play your retro games on hdtv yeah. go right ahead you have to go behind it to move the wires around to get it to stop doing the freaking yes. vertical those pan and ones shit now yeah. is, those sony ones compared to what we it'd be bought like if you bought like an 80 inch 8k tv right now is what yes. those Sony ones were yeah, like yeah. us back then. Well, it's uh, like rose-colored glasses a little bit. Like people who like who look back or they're like, oh, like you know, I never got to participate, so now I'm participating in it now. And it's like, okay, well, that's the rose-colored version of what we all grew up with. Like I remember, yeah. you guys remember like when your parents like if if you had the TV on, like you could hear it across the house. Yeah, uh, just like the high pitch or whatever. Like yes, well, it was wine. Yeah, it was well, a big was deal if your TV didn't get turned on and start whining. They would boot up. Yeah, yeah the TVs would go. <laughs> they had to like turn it on oh man I, I remember i had a weird thing where uh uh i would get afraid of some uh like certain i feel like there were there were sound effects in video games that i'd never heard before ever in my life so one of the ones that used to scare me is uh, uh for some reason we had one of the, the same exact one the, the like clicker old style tv on the super nintendo and for some reason my parents were like we never want the super nintendo in the living room so they set this small little tv off in a side room and whenever it played the you're dead game over music in super mario world for some reason i thought that angels would come and take me to heaven so i used to turn it down real quick i'd get a game over and run it turn it down like a psychopath i don't know it was a ghost Aww. from your virtual boy yeah exactly exactly there, there was a lot of uh, at the time a lot of family members were dying so in a weird way i thought that people were dying because of video games or talking to me through video games it was, it was not good they might be you don't know yeah yeah i was really afraid of my dead family members coming back to me and i don't know i think i was playing too many video games well I'm, i think we're wrapping up here for for this episode is next week will that be right on New Year's. New Year's Eve is that wait so the next is next Saturday is Saturday is that the Saturday first day oh. oh, so it's New Year's Day right also the last podcast of uh of uh, 2021 then yeah so next yep. time we'll, we'll be back we'll be 2022 oh my gosh let's bro. go start up that year so, all right well thanks everyone for joining us for uh the the Spawncast Christmas special we'll be back in 2022 everyone's channels are linked down below in the description make sure you check them out and we'll see you guys then